Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. We're brought to you by Rainier Beer, Avance, Haggerty, and we're coming at you live every week from Drivers Club. It's been a fun week. Weekend. I don't know. It, it, this, I'm going to be honest. This Monday felt like it was like a week and a half in one day. Yep, it did. You know, it's hard to recover from that giant unicorn party. That was interesting. <laughs> you think we're joking. We're not. Nope. We went to a unicorn party and people go, oh, it was a unicorn theme. That's one thing. There were unicorns. Real ones. Miniature ones. I couldn't ride them. Yeah, apparently there's a weight limit, and you'll break the ponies back. <laughs> I don't know. Nick's a little bitter. I'm just, you know, one time you want to ride a pony with wings. One time! <laughs> this is why we don't have nice things, and you know who's to blame. This is why you don't have a pony with wings. We have nice things. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I tried to buy a car this weekend. It did not work out for me. The Kia dealership wouldn't give you one? Right? Nor the Hyundai dealership. <laughs> My favorite moment of tonight is when we were talking to uh, someone who will remain nameless just for that. And she was talking about buying a new car. And I was like, you should get a Subaru. And she goes, I don't want one of those. So like mom cars. <laughs> like, I just bought one. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> fine. Yeah. Um, well, so I went and looked at this GT3, which mm-hmm. everybody's been talking about. This blue one. Mm-hmm. And I got to hand it to the guys at Dundon Motorsports. That's who I was going through. So, I I mean, when you talked about Dundon, again, we like to always preface when you mention a brand. Not a sponsor of the show, not paying me anything for this. And I did not buy the car, unfortunately. But no fault of theirs. This thing was done right. Is that the one I sent you? Yeah. Everybody sent it to me. Everybody's like, damn, you everybody sent it to you. Everybody. That's fine. I got like six or seven messages being like, why aren't you buying this car? Well, you are actively looking for a car. I am actively looking. And this is – it's just – and it ended up being a little out of my price range. That's the honest truth. Like, I, I don't. I think a lot of people see our show and see the cars we drive, and they're like, oh, you're just going to go buy a McLaren. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not. That's a little out of the budget. I'm right leasing now. a base Subaru. <laughs> so, but I got to hand it. I tried every which way I could think of to make this work. <laughs> so it's got you're saying Dundon, Dundon Motors doesn't take sexual favors is what you're saying. <sighs> Unfortunately not. Know. It okay. would have been all okay. over it. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I got to shout out to Jamie, In though. so many ways, Dan would have been all over it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But man, I've, I've driven a few GT3s in my day, and yeah. that one had a full exhaust of theirs on it. And if you haven't heard of an exhaust from Dundon Motorsports before, it's like, yeah, not, Amanda's nodding her head. The Porsche owners in the room are going, yep. <laughs> and so I got to f- take a real test drive, though. Adam, you don't count. You own a Boxster. That's not count owning a Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> Just sorry, everyone who owns a Boxster. <laughs> anyway. No, just his Boxster. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. All right. So we're driving this thing, and I finally have to do – he was nice enough to give me a real test drive. Yeah. You know when you're in a test drive, you're kind of taking it easy and rolling it through. He's like, no, 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 let's go find some back roads and have a good time. And so – You've I never taken it easy on a test drive. After – when I met you, you had just driven a GT3, and we're coming off of 405 onto uh, – or no, 520 onto 405. And, and, and I believe the phrase was, the faster you go, the more it'll be gripped to the road. Yeah. Okay. So this, this oh, I, I took the normal test drive. Well, so this one had the RSR rear wing on it. Oh, okay. And oh, front bumper, so full carbon bumpers, full carbon fenders, Alcon brakes, carbon rear bumper, carbon deck lid. It had heavier springs on it. And then with the exhaust, you're looking at another 40 foot-pounds of torque. So this thing drove like an RS. Yeah, but the way you drive cars, yeah, okay. And a carbon bumper. And, I mean, not that you beat on cars, but you drive, like, we were talking about it earlier, you put, what, Thirty or 40,000 miles in, or in two years on a car? Yeah, I average about 20,000 a year on my, I mean, sec- on my second cars. Yeah, on second cars. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so that's so, a lot. Yeah, and it was a stretch to get it, I, but it was the right car, and I hope somebody buys it. But a huge shout-out to Jamie and Dundon Motorsports. That's how you build a car. 
it, that thing was done perfectly. The half cage in it, everything. The cage came from Cantrell, which we know does great work. But anyway, awesome ride. I hope somebody I know buys it because it was just. You hope somebody we know buys it, it for you. About 130. So I mean, it wasn't a bad price. It was the right price for the car. Like he wasn't asking too much. It was just too much of a stretch for me to do it because I'm trying to buy. Yeah, a you're shaking your head like I am. Like that's a live in it price. I would check yeah. that. Oh, it's crap a go- out. Oh my god. For sure. Yeah, exactly. It's right on right on your list. So. Anyway, I, yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to buy the Gladiator still. I want to have more than one vehicle. That's the only reason I'm not putting everything into this. I've got other goals. I want more than one car to live in. So You want more? <laughs> as, as far as, Who cares you, about as, the your, house? as your good friend, the, number, the things I know on your list are a Porsche, the Gladiator, an RS6. What, am I missing anything a else? McLaren. Oh, McLaren's McLaren. always McLaren. in the list. There's not yeah. a lot of buyers for kidneys these I days. <laughs> They've our, gone down in our, price. Our, I've been tracking. Our kidneys are not worth what they used to be. They're not worth anything, really. I'm O positive. Everybody wants my kidneys. Yeah, you're... <laughs> never mind. There's a, <laughs> there's a positive joke there somewhere. Um. <laughs> anyway, it was a fun weekend, though, and I still want a Porsche. So I'm, I went and talked to some friends today about getting another one. But I'm still trying to track it down. So. I went to the zoo. <laughs> that sounds fun. It really was. <laughs> I haven't been to the zoo in forever, and apparently... We don't have elephants anymore. We have rhinos, but we have no elephants. That's sad. I know. We have really cool grizzly bears, though. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Cuddly. I, um, my lovely girlfriend, Mandy, was like, do you want to go to the zoo? And I had to, like, hold back my excitement. I was like, sure, sure, I'll go. I mean, wh- whatever. If you want to go, I'll go to the zoo with you. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> You're like, let's go here now. <laughs> that does not work with a two-year-old and a four-year-old, by the way. <laughs> we want to go over here. No. <laughs> I want to see the grizzly bears. <laughs> I got to see them. We're good. Thanks, Mandy. <laughs> So. <laughs> Do you want to introduce our guest? Or I? No, it's all you. <laughs> all right. Yeah, she's glaring at me. <laughs> she knows I'm drinking Rainier and whiskey in front of her, and she's a wine connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> all the judgment. <laughs> I'm used to the judgment. That's what you drink after shift, right there. Most women come in and judge me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> beer in a shot, man. Up right there. there. Isn't that a boilermaker? You don't even drink beer anymore. Fair enough. Dan, introduce our lovely guest. Our awesome guest today, <laughs> if you are in the wine world, you definitely know, uh, is Madeline Puckett. She is the uh, author of Wine Folly. Um, she, winefolly.com is an awesome site online if you want to know anything about wine. Uh, it's There's a long backstory here. I, I The first wine book I ever bought was Wine Folly, the, the edition prior to this. And back in, I've told the story on a couple podcasts of me going down to Arizona to pick up wine and just wanting to do a big road trip, so why not drive to Arizona to grab some wine, right? It's a ton of national parks along the way. It's a good 5,500 miles round trip if you do it right. Mm-hmm. And so I got into wine, and I got back, and so I started looking at more stuff, and I liked it. So I was like, well, I'll learn more about it. I found this book because it's not pretentious and doesn't make me want to punch somebody, which is amazing <laughs> in the wine world, um, which is kind of her claim to fame, actually. I, 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 I joke about that, but I mean, I used to live in Woodenville. I moved to Woodenville because of the wine. That's not even any kind of joke. You moved to Woodenville because of the restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tell the story as it is, Dan. I'm glad that passed and we're together now. Uh-huh. Thanks, yep, buddy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got past it. Five feet, Dan. Five feet. <laughs> <laughs> Restrictions have shortened. But no, uh, it's uh, anyway. So I, by all all accounts, I'm obviously a wine amateur. But if you're into the car world, 
it's funny how those two things seem to go hand in hand. There are so, so many car people that are big-time wine people, except for Nick, who's drinking his Rainier and whiskey. No, no, I, I am a wine. <laughs> I, 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 am a, I, I grew up in a, uh, with a father who's a huge wine person, and, and I know. We'll get you. You know, it's, yeah. it's a wine person's like a boat person. <laughs> boat, I had one of those, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not about getting me. It's, it's like I was telling you before. I'm one of those people that's like, I find a wine that I like. And, you know, and I, st- I don't, I don't expand out past that. Like I grew up in Spokane and we said this, I mean like, you know, Townsend T3 and, 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 and Barrister and I'm a big cab, cab franc, Syrah blend. And I like it and I go, okay, I, I know, I know this wine will satisfy <laughs> the little bit of snobbiness I have in me <laughs> and I drink it. And, and therefore it's the same thing with Rainier and things like that in my whiskeys. But, um, yeah, your pretentious it's Rainier goes well, my pretentious way. Rainier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but He's a brand whore. It is. That's what it is. I'm just, oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll do anything for a good Rainier. It's amazing what you can do in a back alley. Hey, man, um, I drank a fair number of Rainier. No shame. It, I will say this. Like, my father, and, and Dan knows my dad. He's He is a huge, he's always loved wine. He's always loved the, uh, not necessarily drinking the wine, but, I mean, where it's grown, how it's grown, why the soils work, what gives it the textures, the tastes. I mean. Sounds like a geek. Oh, he. I mean, <laughs> and he is. I mean, he absolutely is. But he, uh, you know, he, he. I will say drug us, my, my family and I, on a, on a t- we were in... Uh, in uh, it's like literally? No, 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 no. Drug, <laughs> not drugged, drugged <laughs> us uh, in, in France to the uh, Champagne region and, and did a bunch of stuff. And I had so much fun. Wow. It was so much fun. Le- things that you never even learned about as far as getting sediment out of bottles and freezing the, you know... The oh, yeah. And that. It's just, just little cool things like that. But I've always been interested in it, but I've, I've always just sort of put myself in the groove where I go, I know what I like, and I drink that, and I should expand it. But well, Rainier is the Champagne, right, of the... No, I think no. that's Miller High. Oh, sorry. But, you know, <laughs> Rainier's the champagne in my life. Uh, <laughs> Miller High Life, the champagne of life. But no, it 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 really. I'm really excited to have you here because I I'm I'm looking to expand my my palate and and I have through Dan. Like I said, Dan's a true wine connoisseur. I mean, he's enthusiast. I'm not a connoisseur. Okay, I'm well, an enthusiast. You're an What's enthusiast? the difference? What do we? How do it's we qualify? It's spelled differently. That's what it is. Yeah. Welcome enthusiast. to the show. Connoisseur, three-syllable yeah, yeah. words. Yeah. They're fancy three-syllable words. You tell us. You have, a, you have a degree that tells us that you know soils and wines and grapes and vines. And <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here. She's also very much a car person, which is why we do this. Like, Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yes, right. we're a car show about people, so you're the perfect match for this because uh, I'm actually a huge fan of your YouTube channel well, as well because I love your videos. You have a great personality for this kind of stuff. Thanks. Thank you. No that, pressure. No, Entertain God, us. Now I got it. Doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't come off in person, but other than that, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> apparently it's all for camera <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like camera no, look. Yeah. uh what am i supposed to say now welcome to the show oh thank and, you um, thank you has been trying to say that for three minutes yes. as i went do off do on do my do little like yeah as we can tell as my we drugs are wearing off squirrel <laughs> <laughs> so but as we were talking off the line hold on i got some adderall <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work for me i'd vibrate across the floor but thank you <laughs> You are a car person as well, though. That's right. That's um, right. Let's start Very much with so. a little intro about that, and then we will dive deep into the wine stuff because it's super fun to talk about. How do you, you how do you want to start about cars? Like, what 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 is it? How does a wine car person work? What what do you want to know first? How I got into cars, or well, let's let's start with um, what she's driving now is pretty cool. Okay, so, so you've got two. You're in, you're in your husband sure. You've got the Mercedes, and you go ahead and talk. Okay, so so this so uh, when you can finally buy what you want. I'm looking around, I'm checking out BMWs, I'm, you know, and then we go, we end up at the, you know, the M3 is an amazing car, right? Yeah. And it's sporty and it's fun and it's super great. And I'm checking that out. I'm driving them around and we end up 
because you know there's something about stick shift that i will never like want to live without hashtag save the manual yeah. save them you don't have to save it you just have to preserve it it is it's the like best a fine wine deterrent in the world that's a very true statement mm-hmm. right there wow I, I didn't come up with it it's it's a big thing in the manual but i mean i'm with you so okay yeah. so save the manual yeah. anyway so i'm so then i go into the mercedes dealership and they have i didn't even end up driving it i just i sat in it and sitting in that car was enough for me to buy it it was it's a job on wheels. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I, I don't mean to say that. I'm sorry. That was inappropriate. No, it's not so inappropriate. There's just so many questions. Um. So, so it was awkward when I had to like the, the little sales guy got in the car with me and I'm like, I kind of don't want to do this with you. <laughs> right? Like, this is something for me and my husband to oh, do Oh, driving together. the car. Driving I'm sorry. The car. I was so driving confused the there for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was okay. <laughs> so, it's a convertible. It's a, it's a Mercedes SLC 300. It's just a little fun convertible, and it's a, a roadster with a little top that comes back. It's a hard top convertible. And I drive it all winter long with the top off. Well, without as long as it's not raining, yeah. the top is off. I got, I got my hat that I put on. You know, I got some gloves to drive with when it's really cold out, and it, I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything, and it's it's a great car. Um, and then my husband's got, he just got uh, specially ordered from Porsche, a 2018 Porsche 911 Turbo S, which is, this is a car, Something my slow, yeah. It's like a, it's a very slow vehicle. <laughs> it's like a spaceship on wheels. You know, you look at it, and I forget that it's such an amazing car, and we're basically scared of going into parking lots with this car at this yeah. point because you go into a parking lot with a nice car and you're just it's like you attract things you attract old beaters you attract all kinds of things the Shopping first day carts, yeah. the first day that he t- went into the parking lot it was a nice grocery store like the pcc we're like oh it'll be fine it was early in the morning he got it and he had to go he had had it wrapped so fortunately it wasn't as bad as it sounds but he literally got somebody smooshed his bumper like they literally went and touched they touched his car with their car they kissed it and it was when, it was his first day taking the car out and we're just like well that just paid for the wrap yeah <laughs> so i'm a very big advocate of wrapping and your the car lawyer fees of beating the person senseless yeah, yeah all it's those things it's just part of it it's just, it's part just of all it. yeah, part so. of it so that was like so that's his car so it's a fun car to drive it's not a fun car to park um, cause it's terrifying to leave it alone. We usually leave somebody by the car. We're like, you just hang out. I'll go and get the groceries, you know, no big deal. Cause it's a daily driver. This car is like the perfect, perfect supercar. It doesn't look like a supercar. It's debadged. You don't know what it is. I just keep thinking trunk monkey. You remember that commercial? Yes. <laughs> Do you ever see that commercial? I, I'm scared. Trunk monkey. It was like a, it was a <laughs> theft deterrent device. It was a commercial during the Super Bowl. And, you know, the, the, somebody was trying to steal the car, and there was literally a monkey in the trunk that you'd came push the button, him. came out with a wrench and just beat the person. <laughs> like, I need one monkey. of those. I know. I mean, we all need it ha- would pop out of the front in a Porsche, but you still. So, yeah. So, basically, somebody hangs out by the car and looks like, like a murderer yeah. as much as they can. <laughs> Is it you? Because you don't look like a murderer. I look, yeah. I don't pull it off. He <laughs> I'm going to kill you with hugs. He's like, he's like, he's <laughs> big and tall and, and dark and handsome, in my opinion. <laughs> and, uh... And he Tell just hangs more. out. <laughs> he just hangs out by the car. Hercules. And I go inside yeah. and get the groceries and the tofu or whatever it is we need. <laughs> he 
were doing so good till you said tofu. I knew. Uh, I wanted to throw you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. You know, it's funny. We did a lo- an episode a long, long time ago. We were trying to pick the the perfect Pacific Northwest driver's car. If you could daily a supercar in the top of my list, 911 Turbo S. The 911 Turbo S is the a most amazing daily driver you could ever buy. I, I Having driven that car, it eats the road. It feels like it's gobbling it. It just like nom 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 yep, nom so everywhere you go. All the grip. And and it's raining and it's um nom nom yep. all that tofu. <laughs> <laughs> not hungry. I see his face. He's not excited. Yeah, that doesn't happen much when I'm not hungry. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> you haven't uh, driven it? What I have? Yeah. yeah oh, I thought yeah. you said you hadn't. When driven I do, it, I when I drive it, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, no, we can. Yeah. I'm allowed. Okay. <laughs> I was like, it's like that's not fair. No, yeah, we she totally. Knows why? I drove it in the worst windstorm. Driving, okay, so when you drive across Washington, there's this, I don't know what you call that strip, but it's like the danger zone when the, where the... Coming out of vantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where all the wind... Sure. T- and the it's just are. like terrifying wind danger zone. And then you've got the tumbleweeds. So I'm dodging tumbleweeds. He's asleep. <laughs> and I'm just like full paying attention. White we're knuckles. <laughs> we're going into Spokane. Yeah. Right? And he's like, oh, great. This is fun. Do you want to go for a fun part of the drive and actually use your skills? And I'm like, I've been using them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. We're still alive. Yeah, how about, you, how about you drive? <laughs> I've, I've, I've been coming from Spokane into Seattle and coming down to Vantage there and watched a truck tip over from the wind. Yeah, so I've seen that too, actually. Yeah. Wait, while you were driving? Yeah, like yeah. right in front of Whoa. me. Like, yeah, fully loaded. Like, I mean, they warned it, but I mean, it was like you're saying, like you get the tumbleweeds and you get the winds and you get the trucks. And I mean, I feel sorry for those guys that control it, but I mean, just right on over. I think so. you yeah. were with me coming back from Boise in that Land Cruiser with all the tumbleweeds. Yes. That, the best thing about that thing, the Land Cruiser you're talking about in the parking lot, Davis is here tonight and he bought it. But when we were coming back from Boise, they had that huge steel bumper on the thing. So tumbleweeds, you're just like, no. Nope. Oh, just that's when we ran through. over that giant rock and didn't tell the guy that bought I was it. Right? Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. Hi, Davis. Super fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and also a GT4 owner as well. There's so many Porsche owners in the audience. Yeah. It's a great, it's, it is like the Northwest supercar because we're all about subtleness here. We're a little <laughs> passive aggressive. We're like, no, that's not a, this is, you, it's a daily driver. It's fine. It's like a Subaru Plus. A 205 mile an hour, <laughs> zero to 60 in under three seconds. Subaru. I'm, take, I'm taking that phrase and making it into a sticker. Subaru. It's like a it's like a Porsche Plus. <laughs> or, no, or a Porsche. It's like a Subaru Plus. That's even better. That's happening. They both have boxer engines. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's so. take a quick break, actually. We're overdue a little bit, but when we come back, we'll talk more cars, more wine, and everything else. We'll be right back. We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And that's how I got it the second time. Oh, yeah. Good to know, right? Get vaccinated. <laughs> they won't vaccinate me. I'm, I'm banned from a lot of vet clinics here. <laughs> so I don't want to talk about it. Oh, oh, we're back. Hey, hey, welcome back to Rain City Supercars. That was mild compared to what we talked to off the mic. <laughs> we'll talk about most of it on the mic. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm going to stop talking now. So you brought your own wine tonight. I wish I made that wine. That was delicious. That's from, from Australia. You know we're on the radio, right? No. 
or I mean on the, the on the internet. Nobody can see what you're talking about. <laughs> so obviously, you were you got an award this year. You're let's go back. Actually, to your, they just announced that today. I saw that. Congratulations, Wine Communicator of the Year. Yeah. Of yeah. many, one of your many awards, I should say. You're kind of a big deal. Wine Communicator of the Year. Yeah, International Wine and Spirits Competition. She done. She Try done to say good that. Talked well. Yeah, done good. Talked <laughs> done well. Talked well. <laughs> She graduated, got her diplomat. She's a wine person. <laughs> how so did you right. get into wine? And uh, how did you move from getting into wine to where you are now? Uh, well, the getting into the wine thing was, uh, well, it started at age 21 when my dad, for my birthday, got me a wine subscription, which when you're 21 and your dad does something like that, you're like, this guy is the coolest guy on the planet. Yeah. He's supporting my drinking habit. <laughs> like, this is you awesome. Didn't, you didn't have a drinking habit yet. No, you were just turned not 21. At, yeah, of course. Didn't no. ever drop until He's supporting my new drinking habit that yes. has never existed prior to this moment. See, it's all in phrasing. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and uh, uh, so that came in. I was going to art school. I lived in my studio because I couldn't afford rent in Southern California and the Los Angeles area was where I was living. And um, so when those bottles came in, they were basically the two most fanciest, expensive, most beautiful things. The most valuable thing in your whole apartment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they weren't expensive wines or anything, but they, but they didn't suck, right? Yeah. yeah. The rest <laughs> of my... <laughs> they were there for me when everybody else wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't suck, right? You know, I'm eating cup of noodles. So... Uh, so with my cup of noodles, I had a Cote de Rhone, oh, <laughs> and I noticed the, the flavors of olives in the Cote de Rhone blend, and I was like, what is, I'm so used to wines tasting like fruit, or like just wine, because they're that bad, you can't even taste anything. Yeah, what is this? It's wine. It's wine. Yeah. And uh, so this one smelled like olives, and that was the moment where I was like, aha, Wine is interesting. There's something there. And I became obsessed with the olive wine and I wanted to buy more. And in that experience of trying to buy more, they changed the vintage. I got the wine. It was didn't taste like the last wine and I was very upset. I was like, I want the olive wine. So then I started chasing the dragon. You know, you're trying to chase that perfect experience again and trying to find the olive wine. And I learned about Cote de Rhone. I learned about vintage variation. I learned about all the stuff that I didn't know about before. And that's what got me into wine. And then in 2008, I was working. I was I went to art school, so I got a degree in things that won't that get you jobs. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> that won't get you jobs. <laughs> and so I got a degree in music composition technology, and in uh, graphic design. So I got a job as a graphic designer uh, at Gannett Corporation, which runs USA Today and all the newspapers. And in 2008. During the market crash, they fired all their graphic designers, so I lost my job. And I went into a wine bar to drink my woes away, and they're like, "Guy was like, hey, you you seem to talk, no, at least know how to talk about wine. You talk well. I was living in <laughs> Reno at the time, so you talk well was a good thing. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Different perspective. And yeah. so they hired me uh, under the table cash. Uh, to polish glasses and talk to customers and pour wine and I and they had 50 wines with a glass so I learned a lot that's how I got in the wine business was in Reno Nevada and then I ended up here um, I took my certified sommelier up here in Seattle and it was a beautiful uncommonly summery day in April that was not that was a lie <laughs> that was a big, the big fake out to Dogs 2010. Dogs and cats living together, <laughs> mass hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, this place is not so bad. I could live here. So we packed up everything, sold everything, uh, 
into a little Ford Focus and drove up to Seattle. And that's where I started Wine Folly, uh, 2011. The first time I ever tasted wine, I, I, I smelled toast. But that wasn't the wine. That was more of the stroke. <laughs> you were feeling I mean, stroke yeah, I mean, that it day. Was, it was different, but yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's how I got in the wine business, and then. Did you grow um, up? Did you grow up in Southern California? I I actually grew up in Oregon, okay. uh, from Oregon originally, and uh, was always trying to leave Oregon. You <laughs> think it's not cool until you leave, um, and then I moved down to Los Angeles. I lived there for seven years, and then I ended up here, a f- just a few years later. Huh. Yeah, and man, has Wine Folly exploded. Yeah, in 2011, we started Wine Folly, and it was about teaching normal people about wine, mm-hmm. not wine people about wine, because wine people already know about wine. Yeah. What about the rest of us? What a concept. Yeah, who would have thunk? And, so, and who is we? Uh, it was myself and my, at the time, my boyfriend, uh, who is now my husband, uh, Justin Hammock, who's the other byline on the book. He just gets the byline. Whatever I make, he can have the byline. <laughs> You're uh, the pretty one. Well, yeah. I mean, after she described him earlier, maybe. I don't He's know. the pretty one, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Not here to defend himself. We're going to go with you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, so we we started the business together. He's kind of like the guy who strategizes the big vision and then I'm the freaking grunt laborer <laughs> that makes it happen. You're the face of the brand. Yeah. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> right. six, well, if I get it, you should like, he comes up with a great idea and I'm like, well, that'll probably take me 10 months to do, but I, th- I think I could pull it off. Um, but he has really great. I- he's an idea guy. You know, they say something and it's great and you just have to 95% effort to make it happen. I don't understand that. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's a, it's Dan's I, our idea guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. I literally came to Nick and I did the podcast. I was like, Nick, we're doing a podcast. He's like, okay. <laughs> I like, don't listen to podcasts, Dan. I'm like, perfect. So this yeah, will exactly. be fine then. So I was also, like, I don't like the sound of my voice on tape, but let's do this. <laughs> you just need to make it sound low. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he got me with the fact that he was like, we can do it in your kitchen. I was like, oh, oh, the podcast. Yeah, we can do that too. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, sure, Dan. Sure, no problem. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's food involved? I'm in. I don't care what it is. Well, it was the perfect thing because I listened to a lot of podcasts because I was stuck in traffic for years. I used to work, uh, I live in Arlington and, and work in Medina. And so it was like at an hour minimum each day. And if I didn't hit traffic, if I did, it was an hour and a half. And so I got into podcasts because I had so much time to kill. And I didn't like 90% of them because they were super boring and not authentic. So I said, let's do this. So the worst thing that makes it happen, like our moms will like it. So cool, let's do with that and run with it. And <laughs> now our moms just criticize. Right, it's true. <laughs> also, so. I work for home from home, so my commute's like six seconds. So <laughs> podcast didn't make sense to me. He put on <laughs> pants today, though. So that's a excellent good job. Yeah. Technically, I did not. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, ladies. Take it in, pasty and white. <laughs> that's the Seattle look right there. We got a studio tan. Okay. So, as uh, somebody famous I don't know once said, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it, Mm. which is um, when I started getting into wine and knew nothing about it, and I still don't know very much, but I know enough to know what I like and why. That's what matters. I started looking for, like, what types of wine there are. The very, very basic searches of just, like, well, it's red. Okay, I want to know what's more than just red. Like, that was literally it. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And so, I started looking online. I like the red flavor. Yeah, I like the red flavor. (laughs) It's not a lollipop, but I, I'm totally there with yeah, you. And so, and that's how it started though. And so I wanted to know more about it. And I found, I remember searching for types of wine and an image search came up of one of your posters from oh, the original yeah. book. And it was on like Etsy or something that I could find a poster and somebody or Pinterest, somebody had posted a picture of it. 
I was like, that's cool. Then I saw Wine Folly. Then I started looking for the book. Bam. And I started seeing somebody who wasn't really that into wine but liked it. And so I ordered the book. I was like, this has got a million good reviews on Amazon. Let's just order it. Yeah. So I ordered it and gave it as a gift. And that sent me down this rabbit hole of like, oh, I can actually read this and not want to punch myself. This is amazing. Yeah. So after I failed at graphic design at a (laughs) corporation... Dan, Dan keeps rubbing it in that he can read. Just <laughs> well, let's be, let's be fair here. I was a graphic designer, so the book is all infographics. It's like pretty pictures you can look at exactly. to tell you things. <laughs> so I, I keep, I keep waiting better. for Dan to give me one, but he I need hasn't to, yet. I need to do wine by color or whatever those like coloring <laughs> books or whatever. Uh, color and <laughs> relax your such mind. Such a good idea. <laughs> But Drink you, wine and relax your not mind. Not to go off on this, but think about if you did a wine by color and the, and the red you had to paint with Merlot. Oh, yeah. Wi- mm. I'm mm. telling you, like cheap Merlot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't want to waste good wine. No, not at all. Paint no. by numbers with wine. You could I drink, like you could sip from your little palate, too. Think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, were like ha- we were having a discussion earlier, and this is a good topic because I didn't know this until he brought it up, so I'm glad you did. Uh, the bottle you brought with us today. Oh, yeah. Is, this is a nice wine, by Yeah, the this way. is a really nice wine. Tourbrec, uh, the like Woodcutter's Shiraz from Barossa Valley. Barossa Valley, if you know Australian wine, this is one of the premier areas for uh, Australian wine. What's interesting about this place is, uh, and nobody knows what phylloxera is, but if you know wine, there was a devast- There, The reason we like cocktails now is because in the late 1800s, there was a massive uh, f- scourge that killed most of the wine grapevines in Europe in the 1890s. And so they didn't know what to do, so they started making... Scourge is, is just like a scourge. death of the vines? Yeah. So that it was okay. called phylloxera. It was this little... English woman. English. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's no. like, I understood. I'm from England. Uh, uh, so, so Not these the little, Queen's English. So these little, these little bugs... They eat the roots of the vine, and then the vine dies. Okay. And uh, n- nobody could figure out how to, sc- to cure it in the late 1800s. They didn't know what they were doing. They were trying to figure it out. Actually, believe it or not, these little guys came from America. Oh, we, that makes sense. We caused the great death of wine. Undercutting Americans something? Did. Never. <laughs> anyway, so during that time, that's when we started making cocktails. That's why cocktails and Amaro's and things like that started to really blow up. And that's when sort of cocktail culture evolved is because of this wine scourge. Scourge, <laughs> plague, the plague of the vines, and like I'm not saying title, it. Anyway. I'm not saying it because I don't understand the word. I'm making sure the rest of us don't. So <laughs> there's still no cure for it. We've actually figured out that we make take these American penicillin. No, they, these American rootstocks, like American vines from these American crazy vines. American vines. <laughs> so all of Europe is on American rootstock now, pretty much. There's oh. some spots that aren't, but like... Some people say it was an accident. Some people say it's America. <laughs> so, yeah. So Invade that's and destroy. So, fun fact, America has a lot to do with what's saved and also almost destroyed, the wine industry. And all You're welcome, the, Europe. <laughs> you're welcome. And we made cocktails in the meantime. So, uh, so that's the story. And so, this region where it's from, I swear I was going to get to this point, uh, Barossa Valley has never had phylloxera. So, some of the grapevines there are from the late 1800s when that was happening and they still exist and they're still growing there so when you go there you see these craggly old man vines well i don't know why i call them old men but that's <laughs> probably because that's they're sexist. They're, 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 they've got to be centuries old they could be saying. old women vines though <laughs> <laughs> i should not be so well, you, sh- you should talk to the vines and they figure look, out what they what they, they look really what they identify as yeah you should really figure that out <laughs> exactly 
exactly. You know, the only reason I was going to ask this question was to determine why corks are here and not in, in Australia. So, yeah, the original question is to cork or not to cork. Yeah, but, so um, this wine comes with a cork on the bottle, and but, it's a fancy bottle. Like, well, I think it must be 50. Or, yeah, sorry, a but screw where, top. where is the... the, the uh, it's Australia. Australia, oh, yeah. But where where in Australia is so, that? Uh, how do you so, so you know, valley? you know how Australia looks like a heart and then at the middle of I the bottom now. like a flip upside down. You flip a heart upside down. Yeah. Doop. There's Australia. That's a broken heart. So like <laughs> right in the heart butt cleavage <laughs> area. I don't know what to call that. So butt just so we're clear, we're learning about wine. Australia upside down is a heart butt. I'm not going to I mean, you laugh, but that's I'm never going to look at Australia the same. <laughs> no. So, and I am I, I am taking this to Mandy, who has spent a bunch of time in Australia, and I'm going to change her world as well. So, so yeah. So in the butt cleavage of Australia. Yeah, Australian, <laughs> but the Australian wine butt region. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, gotcha. I'm hurting. Um, okay, sorry. I'm very sorry. I love you, Adelaide. You should. I love yeah. you, Adelaide. Yeah. So, it, so it, there's a town called Adelaide down there. Okay. And. Um, Barossa is very close to there, and one of the best universities on wine is, is also there, and that's where this wine is from. And so it, it's climate, it's soil, it's it's just it's right just place, right time kind of it's thing. It's kind of like, in terms of climate, it's actually kind of like Washington. It grows a lot of similar, like Syrah grows he- well here, and, and they call it Syrahs yeah. down there, but like... But that's much much more southern, correct? I mean... I mean, flat. it's on the other side of the equator, so like, boop, and then yeah. you go down a bit. Oh, I didn't think about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so... Back to you your question that was my question, Dan. Oh, yeah. yeah, so this thing's got a screw cap. Yeah, so it's a really nice bottle, but it's a screw cap. Yeah. To screw or to cork? To Ready, sc- go. I would screw. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would cork it, too. Whatever. Whatever. Um, so Australia, for the longest time, got the sort of the the butt end of the cork industry. Like well, they they're criminals. <laughs> Let's just be... They never could have <laughs> get... They're criminals. Let's just remember Like, that. there's so much... There's only so much cork you can harvest a year, so... And cork products weren't that great in the 80s, so there was a huge problem with corked wines this is a thing that can happen to wines it makes it taste bad so the entire country went to screw cap and um, th- so the only wines from australia you see that have cork are specifically for the u.s market because we're such snobs we prefer corks but screw caps are no different we've been testing them since the 1960s and we've been aging wines since the 1960s and that's older than most wines can survive and we've determined that it is not the screw cap the screw caps wines can can age just fine. There's no problem there. In fact, they might even be better in some circumstances. Um, yeah. Something you know, we talked about oxygen ingress, whether the air gets in the bottle. You know, cork you can't really control. It's a natural product. Uh, a screw cap you can actually control the exact amount of air that gets in there over time, um, because it's it's basically machined to operate that way. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I have no problems with screw cap wines at all, and especially if they're white wines. Or in aging wines, red wines, no big deal. Like it's, n- it's, it's. Huh. If so if you if there's one thing you can take away, screw caps, okay. I, I remember, <laughs> I remember, and and this Love is still it. a thing now. But uh, growing up, my father had gotten one of those those those. Um, it's it's a cork remover, but it was like the the needle that you shove through the cork and then in, inject the nitrogen and then it blows the cork out. Oh yeah, oh, those which things. again, while you're drinking. Holding a giant needle that injects, you know, <laughs> some type of gas into something. It's what a murder could go device. wrong? What could go wrong? Exactly. <laughs> I love you in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't your cork come out? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Your dad really was a geek. He oh, had that. I, I, you know, truly, my father. I mean, 
he has. I mean, he always jokes that he he graduated from WSU in history. He has a he says he has a degree in cowboys and Indians, but he's always loved wine. He's always been a a wine connoisseur, and um, it's been interesting growing because he. I mean, he's he's not to your level, but he really enjoyed digging into it and the fact, like I said, he really enjoyed when we were in France. Yeah. I mean, the soil, like getting into the soils and the, the way they grow and the vines and things like that and finding an original vine that was there from, you know, a certain time. Like you were saying, a lot of the vines now are from, have been transplanted from America, which it's funny because they probably took those vines from Europe, they brought them to America, yeah. and, and then they've yes. come back. Well, they, back. Yeah. They, they, um, they take the roots of American vines and they use European vines for the top part. So like they they, they actually them. graft them together. Yeah. Interesting. So they're like Frankenstein's vines. Frankenvines. Yeah, Frankenvines Franken everywhere. I like it. Even yeah. Better. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's the one solution because we've never figured out how to cure still to this day. So um, that's well, how we've solved it. And there's some areas that are very sandy that the 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 louse doesn't survive. But yeah, it's one of those unsolved mysteries um, in the wine business that people don't like to talk about too much. <laughs> it just amazes me from from a simpleton side of it of the fact of. Something that can affect the taste of of, of a grape, of, you know, the the soil, the sun, the yeah. you know, the type of vine. People talk about that. It's it's incredible to me. Like I said, you know, and and we were saying this earlier. I don't know if you heard me of the fact that I've always had a hard time. Like I've enjoyed wine. I do enjoy drinking wine. But you were talking about earlier. We were sampling uh, Dan's. Um, uh, Caduceus. Caduceus. The 2000, oh, the 2013 Maynard Keenan. Yeah. And you were talking about the, the notes and things like that. That, that. Some of the trained palate like you, and I mean, and Dan too. I've never, I've, I've enjoyed wine because I enjoy the taste, but it's like, I've never been able to, and maybe my palate's not as, as, as sophisticated as you or wine on a budget here. Um, but um, being, a, you're saying like tasting the different types of, of flavors in the wine. Yeah. And I've never been that. And do you believe that is something that is acquired or is that something that somebody can learn? It's something you can learn. I yeah. guess that's the same thing. It's acquired like or something to learn. I tell yeah. all my, I, I, got, I got into wine because I like to share it. I like it because I like to drink it, but it was more fun to share. Like I get good bottles, not because I want to brag about some bottle I have in my it's collection. It's because I want to offer that experience to somebody who hasn't had something unique. That's why I bought the Onesti and brought it with me tonight. Nothing stays in your collection. Though. Your palate certainly evolves throughout your lifetime. Okay. And some people have more sensitive palates than other people. Um, so you def everyone's going to have their own individual sensitivity. Um, but yeah. That said, like the only thing that separates a, a wine connoisseur enthusiast from everyone else is they take a moment when they're sipping their wine it, to like smell it and pay attention to what's going on. It's like, I mean, looking at cars and caring about cars, it's the same thing. Like we're paying attention to how the manufacturer did the whatever they did or why certain things run and operate the way they do in the engine bay and like how easy it is to work on the car versus other models of cars. You get under the engine bay and you open up and you're like, this is a rat's nest. This is a mess. I mean, obviously a lot of car companies cover them up with a big plastic thing. That kind of pisses me off too. It's like, show me the engine. I want to see how this thing operates. Don't cover it up. Come on. Don't, don't hide it. I know you've got some crappy parts in there. They're trying to hide under this beautiful Mercedes plastic <laughs> thingamajigger. Hey, like, that's German plastic. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. I know you're trying fine to hide some German things. It's fine German, German plastic. Fine yeah. German plastic. Plus the spanking and the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's crying out there. <laughs> <laughs> we make a lot of people cry, but we don't really care. So, like, taking a moment to pay attention to what's going on and asking the questions why leads you to more questions, leads you to discover more things, leads you to learn more. And that's, that's, what <laughs> that's what's so cool 
about the the car and and the the wine enthusiast community. I like that you said that. That was that's really interesting because you're right. Some people get in their car, they get in, they go drive to work, and they don't yeah. really leave a crap otherwise. Yeah. So did and it get me there today? Yay, it's fine. Yeah. And then there's us that are like. I want that emotional response when I start, when I either turn that yeah. key or hit that button, like I want to feel this thing. I want yeah. to connect to it and I want it to excite me. And the amazing thing about the car and the wine industry is, which I love, this is one of the things that I truly love, is that you can do that at all price points. Well, al- almost all price points. You can buy, you know, a, a, an older, decent Mazda Miata, you know. Yeah, they're fun to drive. They really yeah. are. And like, and it's sounds great it feels great you take the top off and you got your roll cage in there and you're like i'm the happiest person in the world right now <laughs> like you immediately was like it needs a roll cage <laughs> <laughs> safety first come on guys um why didn't they include that in the car i, I think that's uh, that's something that my father has taught me in the fact that you don't have to pay a lot of money to have a good bottle of wine it's the same thing yeah and you don't have to have a great car to have a great driving experience i was laughing because again I mean, I'm not pu- plugging this again, but I, 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 if you if you haven't heard, listened, I bought a Subaru, and it was funny because I was down there on my usual Sunday mornings, and I was cleaning my car, and and my neighbor comes down and goes, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm cleaning my car." He's like, "Dude, it's a Subaru," and I was like, "Yeah, but I still respect the car for what it is, and I'm cleaning it." And I think it's important the fact that you know so many people go out there and they go to the wine aisle and they go, "Okay, if for a good bottle of wine, I have to pay sixty dollars," and it's like, "Yeah, you don't." You really don't. I mean, yeah, don't buy it from a box. Actually, no, you can. There's good there, boxes. There's some, I was going to say, yeah. there's something to that. Yeah, I, I mean, like Powers. Yeah. yeah. Washington, yeah. Yeah. decent. Yeah. There's decent ones. It's good stuff. You don't have to. I mean, and, it, and it's finding your palate. It, you don't have to love red wine. You don't have to love white wine. I mean, you can love rose. You can love the middle line, the rosé. You get spoiled, though. Yeah. There are good wines at those price points, but yeah. there are really great wines when you get really expensive. No, I understand that's that. that. <laughs> that's but I mean, true. And cars. Like yeah, it's true. Like it's like said, that your, your, palate, your palate changes. That it yeah. changes. The way that Turbo S eats the road, man. I've oh. never been in a car that does that. And then the, then the rear steering. Yeah. You certain Just, you know, backing up in a car with rear steering like that is... You can't, you think you're zooming into the spot. You see, like, I got to learn how to back into my spot well because I always back in. It's it's near impossible in that God car. God bless you. Yeah, it's like God instant turn. You. <laughs> You've got to back into your spot. All right, let's, this is a PSA. If you like cars and you care, please back into your spots. We know who you are. We see each other. It's like, it's like when you hold your wine glass a certain way. And you and you hold it by the base of the glass, or you hold it by the stem of the glass. Yeah, or by we the s- bottom of the Rainier can. Or yeah. the bottom of the Rainier can, however it is, <laughs> whatever. No, you don't do it. It warms up the beer. You don't warm can't. up. So when you hold up the when you hold the glass at the bottom, it's a respect thing. So in a group of people, I can see, I can pick out my people really quick. Yeah. Um, also, the dudes at the gym always back into their spots. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> it, it's a it's a it's a way to get away quicker. We have a question from the audience, and he's giving me the look. Like, why haven't you talked about my question yet? Oh yeah. Carl would like to know about English wines. They suck. Move on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What a great region. You so, serve beer without ice. So Move the, on. So the amazing <laughs> thing about climate change is, uh, you know, across the English Channel, there's this vein of soil. Um, in France, they call it Camerigian. That sounds fancy. It's basically a bunch of old, dead, like ancient, ancient, like fossilized sea creatures and shells and stuff. And it's white. You know the white cliffs of Dover? Yeah. Same effing soil. Okay. So, and the white cliffs of Dover, by the way, they're in the, the, the land that is England. Um, so Maybe in Dover. <laughs> and <laughs> around, 
in, in the southern part of the country, they're starting to grow, they're growing, well, they're growing more and more grapes. Um, they're making sparkling wines like champagne. Uh, they're doing uh, Pinot Noir, they're doing Pinot Gris, they're doing things like the Chardonnay, that kind of stuff. And they're turning out really, tr- it's kind of like Oregon climate over yeah, there. It's sense. a little cooler, um, but um, they have the right soils and they've certainly got the... Yeah, but Oregon is cool. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and they have dentists. I see what you're um, doing no. here. <laughs> they do, I got braces. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Carl. <laughs> I'm sorry to inter- interrupt <laughs> you, but it, you know, uh, Dan's the serious part of the I'm show. I'm sorry. Too. <laughs> but, no, but but it, like so, Cliffs of Dover fossilized their vil- their a whole new so winery. That's a nutrients issue, right? Is what you're saying? So so with the soils with wine, it's actually it's really interesting. A lot of f- plants and fruits and vegetables and things like that. We want to make them as big and as delicious as possible. But in grapes, you actually want to make them as small and as struggling <laughs> and, as, and as miserable. Don't take it next. She's not talking about you this time. It's not you. Oh, these are Renton grapes. <laughs> yeah, these okay. are the grapes. We want the, you want the, you want Renton grapes. You want grapes that, you want grapes that struggle to survive because then they put all of their effort into not too many fruits. You don't want to overproduce. You don't want too many happy making really vapid. Is it the sugars? It's the sugars. It's the concentration of all the energy of that plant that goes into those grapes. And so they'll, they'll drop the extra bunches on, they'll literally cut them off early in the thing so that there's only a few bunches that survive. Um, There's other ways to do it besides cutting, obviously, but like it's important to get all that concentration of that vine into those grapes every year. One winemaker, viticulturist, told me, he's like, yeah, I basically want the vines to think they're going to die every year. So they go, oh, there's everything. Let's hope for the best. <laughs> and so they put all their everything into those uh, grapes, and that is what we make into wine. So what's the good English wine right now? Um, so, I, I mean, I would, look into, I would look into, honestly, I would look into sparklings. If I was if I was looking into into English wine, I've even seen one at Whole Foods. I didn't even think they imported them here because en- English drink all the wine in the world we already. Can't, we can't even get Canadian wine here. We, yeah. we can get English wine. To be yeah. fair, the it's English like, will drink anything. It's like England Junior anyway. Why can't we get Canadian wine? Anyway? So the, yeah, the English <laughs> Junior. The English actually it's really like Nick Junior. They push forward the wine community heart more than anyone else because they really do like to drink. Huh. They really do like wine. Um, <laughs> so they're trying to make it themselves. Carl's we'll not disagreeing. No. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. That's cool. I've got my fingers crossed. There's obviously every community has their learning curve, just like Washington, just like California did, d- does. So yeah. I feel most of the snobbery from wine comes from the French. Yeah. And that being, saying with that, that being said, with a last name like Bergeron, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, so let's my name uh, is Madeleine. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's... it's C. C. We. We, we. Every time I want to change topics, I want to say let's switch gears, but I hate how cliche it sounds. Let's switch gears. <laughs> let's switch gears. Hey, let's push the clutch in and maybe move the stick to a different place. All right. <laughs> Where is it going now, I was Dan? curious how you got started into cars because you are an enthusiast. I loved it, talking to you on the side before the show started, and you do love your drives. You and your husband go drive together, you said. Yeah. You like to drive separately. Yeah. What was your first one? My first car? Yeah. It was a, it was a 84 Wolfsburg edition water-cooled automatic Volkswagen Vanagon. 
Well, and that cool. thing had like a queen size bed in the back, and I was really into skateboarding at the time, and I like put in a stereo system and stuff like that. So uh, it was like the perfect. I like, knew Dogtown would come into this. Yeah, thing. yeah. I like to uh, skateboard. So nothing wrong with that. No, yeah. nothing so, wrong. I just don't have the skill. So yeah, well, you get if all you got to do is drop in and then roll. That's basically the trick. You, that's all you got to do. I'm fat. I roll most places. So Knock it off. You would be great. You <laughs> yeah, would great. be great. Thank you. Um, so you got this. Yeah. So Stop it's looking so at me at that tone of voice. <laughs> <laughs> that was my most enthusiastic. Oh, whatever. All right. So that was my first car, and I really wanted to upgrade because a van. I still have van vision though. Like. Vanigans. I have like a heartwarming piece for that. Jason likes vans. <laughs> so our, our friend Jason has a bus, not a van. He gets very offended when anybody calls it a van. Yeah, you you know, I have a vanigan. I'm like, uh, the bus people take rollerbladers, skateboarders. We're like, mm, bus people. Yeah, technically <laughs> he has two buses. Because it's yeah. air-cooled. Like, that's not efficient. Come on. <laughs> Every 993 and 964 owner in here is just going. Uh, yeah. All right, well. We're going to sound clip that and send that to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Just they are beautiful. They are, they do get you on the beauty, though. That's no, for sure. there, it's funny. There is a, there is that culture, though. We talked about that on Jason's episode. There's this Volkswagen culture. Is a it's like Jeep people. There's yeah. this weird. That's thing That's actually around how it. I met my husband. Through the van yeah. stuff. No, well, VW. Volkswagen I got a van culture. and a bed. Okay. So I I had just I had just <laughs> broken up with my yeah. boyfriend. It was like didn't work out. Things were not good. And I went and visited my buddies down in San Diego, and they're like, yeah, we like to go driving. We have these little GTIs, Volkswagen GTIs. And I saw his car was like black on black on black. And I was like, this is going to be a fun rebound. <laughs> <laughs> it's been about 16 years. Rain City Supercars. <laughs> it's been about 16 years. <laughs> Wine and black on black on black. Yeah. Success it was, story. It was good. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was a good driver. He also he almost made me throw up, and I was like, I'm that's the thing. <laughs> it was while not driving. The, <laughs> it's not the it's not the acceleration that makes you want to puke. It's the braking. And really, when it comes down to driving, it's about being good at braking. Yeah. And timing your braking and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And so I learned that from him while feeling very nauseated. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's really funny. I had this conversation. <laughs> the Saturday. only time it's okay for your partner to make you nauseate. <laughs> I'll try and make this quick because it's just kind of a funny story. Because I was just talking about with somebody else. Uh, in my, I was comparing like how if you're uh, a fast driver in a slow car, you're typically a better driver because you carry your speed more and you brake less. It's all about that carrying that e- efficiency of that momentum. When you have a really, really powerful car and you're coming out of a corner. It's like if I come out of a 25 mile quarter in my Audi, I hit the apex and I punch it. I'm probably doing, I mean, full blown, I'm probably doing 60, 70 uh, at most before I'm preparing for the next corner to break. That's right. In the VET, a 911 Turbo S, my Z06, anything like that, you do that in that car, at that next 25 mile hour corner, you could be doing up to 140 that, miles an hour. That's also and, right. And so you have to brake massively. And so yeah. there's so much more stress on the car. So, yeah, and efficient braking is everything in a car. It's, yeah. That's funny just to. John That's memory. why I like all-wheel drives. Yeah. Yeah. So for my GTR was so forgiving. It was like yeah. just punch it out of every corner. Anyway. That's, all. That's awesome. So where'd I you have a Subaru. <laughs> hey, you got yeah, all-wheel drive, man. Oh, damn straight. Yeah. And a Maserati that's all-wheel drive. And you can put the kids in the back and it's all good. I'm renting children right now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're really cute, though. I, uh, th- that's because they don't look like me. <laughs> <laughs> What was your, uh, so did you, did you go into like the enthusiast driving in his GTI? So, so his GTI was like the the gateway drug. Well, I was already into cars, but I just didn't have 
the energy and foresight to like really figure it out. And he advised me that I should get something forced induction, something a little older so I could work on it. And I ended up with a 1990 uh, Mitsubishi Eclipse uh, GSX. Yeah, yeah. So that is, the GST is a two-wheel drive. I got the GSX. That's all-wheel drive model. I mean the GSX T, the turbo. Oh, the T. That's what they, no. It's, we just call them DSMs. Yeah. 1G DSM. That's what you call it if you own it. We don't know what that's actually called because it's on a few cars. It doesn't matter. It's about Diamond Star Motors. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. So that car was, when you look at this car, it's back then when I was buying it in 2001 or two or whenever it was, it is not okay to own a car from 1990. You look super poor. You don't, it's not a classy car. It's got the flip up lights. It's got, it's that. not. It's not a classy car. We called it the ugly dog for many years. Um, but in terms of a platform, the engine bay is beautiful. It's fun to work on. Things don't break easily. It's it's easy to replace things like alternators and things like that that break all the time. So when I l started learning how to work on cars, uh, Justin, my partner, was really the guy who was like, I'm not going to help you. Literally, out of his mouth, he's like, you can figure it out. And he left me there with a bunch of tools. He came up. We went shopping. And he's like, left me there with a bunch of tools and my, my car was broken. And, <laughs> I, and then... Relationship test. Yeah, yeah no big one. time. It was test number one. And I cried a lot, but I figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out. And I did change the alternator on my own. And that was one of those things where I was like, I am a car person. I can change alternators. And then it went up from there. So I, I did the... I changed a steering rack out from a from a, a powered steering rack to a manual steering rack. I did the took out the air condition. I basically took out all the comforts of the car and turned it into this beast, this wicked evil speed beast. And we did a turbo change and all this stuff. And uh, that car is very fast. And it's in storage in California. And I can't wait to bring it up here because I need to race the Turbo S naturally because I think I might have a chance. Oh, man. You're racing literally one of the fastest it's, cars ever produced. It's, it, my car's pretty fast, though. Like, it's probably not as fast, but... How long has it been in storage? Well, we're going to have to clean out the tank. The, that gas tank is very, very foul at this point. Uh, but uh, um, I know a couple of people who can help me out with it, so... You guys are not busy on the weekend, right? No, we're good. <laughs> I just happen to have a giant shop. You can we're probably in. the <laughs> only people that you've met like like four hours ago that would definitely do that with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Really? In a absolutely. heartbeat. Oh, God, yes. You got a lift? Because I don't have a no, lift No, I don't right have now. a no, lift. No, we don't need one. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. well, I used to do it with just the... Oh, yeah, I've got it right. you have a lift. Oh, Davis. <laughs> we know a guy with a lift. I know a guy with a lift. Boo, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm bringing it up. he already bought a lemon car from one of us. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ditch the Mercedes, and I'll bring that up and put it in the garage spot. Because uh, that's just a lease. Um, but that's the car that I really like. It, I mean, it's terrifying. It just has an open wastegate. It sounds like a monster. It's a mean car. It's like a... What year is it again? 19... Actually, technically, it's a 1989. That's okay. what it says on the little So thing the more right? square back style, the yeah. Eclipse. Yeah. 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 It's ugly. Yeah, but Nobody function. loved Eclipses until Fast and the Furious. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the people that knew <laughs> them... Danger to manifold. The people that knew them loved them. I had the 10-second car. That's I, what I got. Uh, that's what I got. It doesn't matter if you have a 10-second car. But I have the, it's the, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> 10 seconds is like, ah, we could do four now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, four is actually over the top. Yeah, that would be insane. That's like a <laughs> that's jet, an alcohol car. Yeah, power. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's alcohol. a John Force car, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I was going to say that 
that 911 Turbo S is a 10-second car as well on, if you get the right tires on it. Yeah, but he doesn't have them on there yet. Yeah. Because he can't, like, doing a mod on his car is so much more expensive. Think of all the work that I can do on my car before he can even do anything. Yeah, you could literally, a tire change on the Turbo S is less than a turbo kit on your yeah. car. But his the car. The new version of her car, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I will say, like, he gets all the lookers. I get all the people like, what is that terrible sounding <laughs> monster vehicle? But I do have. Oh, like they're talking about the car. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> I get it now. Okay, we're good. Okay. I love that you're a modder, though. Amanda was asking about that as we were listening to you talk. I got a question from the audience, and she said, "Tell me more about the mods." And you dive in it. So open a wastegate. That's yeah. Man, that thing just. We got a tile, uh, and and we've got uh, a big turbo Garrett turbo. It's a. I can't tell you the size right now. It's into my the back of my brain, um, but yeah, it's definitely been, been done. All right. I think we're going to take a quick break, uh, mostly because our camera ran out of memory and stopped recording. And so, yeah, I'm going to say it. You were in charge of one thing, Jared. One, one thing. thing. And we even let your wife come in because of that. So. Yeah. Um, we're going to come back. I suppose it's time as well. In just one second. Um, it, it's going to be like nothing to these people. Yeah. It's going to be like one Haggerty commercial. All right. We'll be right back. Thank you. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. <laughs> And we're okay. back. <laughs> what the hell was that? So when we come back in on video, our videographer does this clap, and it scares the hell out of Nick because he's not. I don't like loud noises or bright lights. He's like a small dog. This at is heart. not the right place. For I am you. not a small dog. At heart. I'm more like having a, you know, a Great Dane that likes you. <laughs> anyway, I'll tell you what. I'm not a skunk because I'm allergic to him. You want to high? No. Never mind. I want to talk about. <laughs> It's funny, Nick did not get sprayed by a skunk. He was actually just cuddling one, and it was a friend. You know, it takes a long time to chase this one This is a, a force. pretty skunky wine, too. It is a skunky drinking. wine. So on the break, we were talking about how, like, uh, as a driver, when you're younger and you think you drive fast, you think you're fast because that's your experience. And all of us were laughing because we can all relate to that. Like, in our own minds, when we were young and we were driving fast, we're like, I'm going so fast. Then you do your first track day, and you have, like, an instructor with you, and you're like, I'm the worst driver in the world, and I'm really slow. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'll be like in a performance car, a good one, like my Z06 or a GTR or something, and he'll come up next to you in a Miata and be like, this is what you're doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we were, and I was like, that's pretty much how it started with wine, too. She's so like, oh, I know what I like. I know a little about wine. And then you get a professional in here who really knows wine and loves decal it, and you're like, I know nothing about wine at all. <laughs> we're, we're looking forward to getting a professional in here. But yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know any? <laughs> that couple. Okay, yeah. good to know. Okay. What makes a good wine for you? When you when you taste a wine and oh. you dive in and you're like, oh, I love this wine, what is that authentic, uh, this is what makes you love that wine? So when I look for a great wine, it's sort of an amalgamation of all the parts expressed on my palate, and it has to have long enough flavor that evolves on my palate from start to finish. You drink a wine, you're like, that that's a one-noted wine that just happened. I swallowed. It's done. But a great wine, it doesn't matter if it's white or red or rosé or whatever or rainier. <laughs> it, 
it <laughs> got a look. Uh, <laughs> Everybody gave you a look. It, it, it uh-huh. starts on your <laughs> it starts on your palate, and it changes from the moment you sip it to the moment you swallow it to after you have even swallowed, and you acknowledge all the different parts as they touch your palate. And when you learn how to taste well you sort of get a taste for the interesting and the different. And like you can feel the textures of the tannin on your palate and how they hit different parts of your palate. And you can feel how the alcohol level hits your the back of your throat. And a great winemaker is paying attention to all of those different aspects and keeping the mind when making the wine. And it's just, it it's like the perfect driving car. It, it, Yes, you can go from point A to point B, and it, that that does the trick. Whatever you have a, a personal transport, but like when the journey is a joy from start to finish. So any wine, it doesn't matter if it's red, white. Like I said, it's it's about that journey, and and then when you find out about the region where it's from, and you realize there's something that that's 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 outer worldly it comes from grapes that grew in the ground and they only grow there in that one place in that one certain way that's the part where it starts to get godlike and and mind-blowing yeah because like we have we have some control over we have some control over what happens but when it comes down to it we're just a bunch of monkeys growing grapes (laughs) right so we're smart monkeys but like you know we're still like you're gonna have to change your tagline to from in, don't just get there, enjoy the drive to don't just get there, enjoy the drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's why I call it wine folly. Like it is a folly to get into wine. It's a it's a folly. Like it's our mis- big mistake. It gets us drunk if we drink too much, and and that's kind of where the inspiration came around it. Like, but folly is a is a magical place to be because when you're in the folly, you feel like you're doing everything right. You're yeah. feeling great. It's the it's people on the outside that are judging you. So like that's where the wine geek <laughs> thing so comes true. into play. Yeah. Um, the the good thing about geeks is and wine geeks or wine enthusiasts is they're really good at like looking like they know what they're talking and not looking like looking very appropriate. But we're all just a bunch of geeks, really. A good a bunch of good wine people are. I'm getting in trouble from the audience for things I'm not saying, just so we're clear. <laughs> it's the look on his face the whole time. <laughs> it's the concern. Yeah. It's not concern. They're just there's a restraining order. It's a long <laughs> I thought it was Dan to you though. Like what's it's it's a, okay. the passion between Putnam and I cannot be broken. <laughs> <laughs> I call it Putnam passion. Yeah. <laughs> P squared. Well, I'm uncomfortable. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's funny hearing the story. I, uh, I, like I said, I've been a fan. It's funny that you're here now. Like I said, it's, it's that weird, surreal moment for me where I'm a fan ahead of time because I love the book. And then it took me years later that I realized that you were local. I had no idea when I got it. Yeah. I had no idea when I got into wine. I'm like, oh, my favorite resource is like just down the road. Yeah, so. we, t- we try to talk about wines internationally and, and have an international presence. And, you know, I'm p- I, I pick up the award in, in Italy in a week. I go there this Friday. So Wow. Yeah, so it's it's a, you know. Congratulations again on that. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if we deal. said that, but that is a huge deal. It's kind of, I don't even know what to wear. <laughs> <laughs> 
on the stage. Vines. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Just something, yeah. He just came up with that. I mean, it's just, you know, just like, what's who are the swan to the uh, Oscars? Just just something in vines. I should wear a toga. <laughs> yeah, and go full Dionysus. Yes. No, absolutely. Yeah. Go full Seattle, see your best Poison Ivy cosplay and show up and go with it. <laughs> yes, we d- yes, com- I got this at Comic-Con, guys. Yeah, what's up? If you do that, all I want to hear at the end is, thank you, Rain City Supercars. That's it. Just one little, like, you know. <laughs> Right in there. You guys inspired the entire website and everything. Oh, totally. Yeah. I didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Most people say that before they met us that we You inspire. can just take that totally out of out of cue too. You can cut that part <laughs> and use it for your promotions because it came out that. of my mouth. So uh, I got to tell all our listeners, uh, Wine Folly, like I said, I was a fan before I ever knew who she was. So this is my favorite thing about this kind of show is we get to meet really cool people. It just turned out that you're a gearhead too. Super I do cool. Like, I do like you have bought me so many awesome gifts. How come I've never gotten that book, Dan? You're just not on that level yet. I got it for Chelsea instead this year. <laughs> our guest, who is a friend, Wine on a Budget. You can have my desk copy. I've got it right oh, here. Oh, there you go. Yeah. No big deal. Oh, maybe I'll even get it signed. Oh. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> I, I I tell you, it is amazing the amount of talent uh, of the automotive industry and the and the other talents in this world that are in this area. Funny how they always cross. It 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 really is. I mean, and we've always joked. Dan and I have talked about the fact that one of the most fun things we love to do is go. I mean, I like to go wine tasting with Dan because it's it's always interesting. Like when we went to Caduceus in in uh, Jerome in Jerome last like uh, earlier this year in January in the snow, we weren't even <laughs> drinking. And 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 this is the funniest part about it. And we've talked about it. We have a very good friend of ours who is a professional race car driver who we spoke about last week, who actually won the Sebring. twelve hours of Sebring last Whoa. week. And yeah. we were getting in the car to drive up there, and and he goes, "Who's driving?" And we all looked at him and went you're driving <laughs> we were driving a hyundai sedan but i mean it was just like the experience like the wine was incredible and then we were in the in the wine in the the sales shop and we all really we thought that he was upstairs yes, the, the head wine guy there at the caduceus sellers looks exactly like maynard it's hilarious wow yeah. so like we're all acting like we're, we're like cool like dan's like do you see up there like that's him and i'm like i don't know who he is in the first place <laughs> i listen to country music nick lives it's, under a rock I, I don't live under a rock. It's, it's more about like a Yeah, it's the stone. country rock. Country. Oh, yeah. Country <laughs> rock. Yeah. It's a log. <laughs> I like her. I like her. I really do. Everybody does. Yep. <laughs> anyway, thank you for being here. This was super fun. I can't wait to have you back. Talk Whatever. About we got to go crack on some bolts and stuff. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're going to come over and work well, on cars should, in my garage. You should come with us on, on a drive. We'd love to have that, like I said. Okay. Yeah. You know. It'd be Mercedes, fun. Porsche, or your 1990 Eclipse GS. 98. When you pull that out of storage, was it 90 or? 89. 89. 89. 89. 89. 89. When you pull that out of storage, you bring that up here? Yeah, I want to get loved it. To, we would love to have fun yeah, with that. We'd love yeah. that. Absolutely. Awesome. And we'll even flatten your husband's tire so that you win. <laughs> yeah, we got you. Otherwise, he's totally going to be my right? Yeah, because that's the reason, right? And if you're looking for something fun to do with it, Adam, what's coming up on Avance this week? You should come to the track on Saturday. What? Yes. Where did you come yeah. from, yeah, Adam? What? Wait, what? The no. track on what? Saturday? Uh, yeah. Are you, are you free? I'm going to be in stupid oh, Italy. Italy. God, yeah. stupid. Oh, Dang darn. It. What the heck? Why is it happening this Saturday? Darn of all it. the Saturdays, I literally haven't left the country in years. <laughs> you you literally have nothing to do every other Saturday, but this one Saturday. This one Saturday, I have to go pick up the stupid award. Stupid award. <laughs> I, I have a random question. When you win an award like that, do they fly you over? 
They flip, they fly me over, and they put me in a hotel. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm just like that's super like, cool. Hey, here's an award. If you want to come get it, just go ahead and book your trip to Italy last minute. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was <laughs> the tickets. My God, they were not. Go fly into Verona. That's where the that's where Romeo and Juliet. They have the little. If you go to, Ver- I always end up in Verona. It's like where you go. If you're Who in the wine doesn't? trade, I mean, really. If you're in the wine trade and you're in Italy, you always end up in Verona at this bar called Bodega Divini, which is the wine bar, <laughs> Bodega Divini, and, <laughs> and which translates to the wine bar, <laughs> <laughs> the the bar of wine. <laughs> That too. The um, so everybody always ends up there, and and Vin Italy is happening right now. It's what's happening starting on Friday when I go over there. Um, and Vin Italy is l- is literally the largest show for wine <laughs> in the entire world. There's there's there all the Italian wine producers and then some come, and they all take over Verona, and the entire place is just infested with winemakers and wine people and wine industry folks. And and it's it happens once a year, and they even let the public in for one day, which Ooh. is those du- people. For one day, <laughs> but there's like it's a double <laughs> show that day. <laughs> um, but uh, it's so busy there that like some of the most famous winemakers in the world can't even get a seat at like the local restaurant, the local hot spots there because it's wow. so busy. Like it's it's insane. So you want to go there just to experience cacophony in its finest. <laughs> Cacophony. Uh, that's uh, for those that don't Cacophony. know. That's, that's, that's wine uh, speak for funny cactuses. <laughs> cacophony. Okay. Cacophony. Mm-hmm. So ca- cacophony. You can cover your eyes as much as cacophony. you want. Cacophony. You have been friends with me long enough that you know this was. Its I know. Okay. I just. I'm it's like. Do you say Carnegie or Carnegie? Uh, we say Carney. Carney. It's, it's the people that work at the uh, carnival. <laughs> I don't know what that has to come <laughs> up with it, but yeah, okay. So poor Adam over here. What else? You so wait, Hi, Adam, ta- what's going so on? So wait, what's, what's the track event happening? Uh, yeah. uh, it's at the Ridge track event on Saturday. It's, <sighs> it's sort of sold out, but I'm sure we could find wait, spots. But are you not an Avance member? I don't think so. You yet. need to be How an Avance d- member. Let's tell me the uh, pitch me. I'm ready. I'm yeah. listening. Uh, events every weekend, so drive. Oh, you want to know how to make become an Avance member. Track she literally day. just set you up with how to become an Avance How do member. I become a member? Oh, you go to www.avance.com. Okay. Avance, I'm going to check and that out. sign it up, and there you go. That's it? Set. Well, yeah, there's there's a payment There's a form. fee. There, there's a fee. Is it like a monthly? A year, a year. Just 99 a I year? Yeah. I know. Get the F out. It is the deal of the century in cars. What? But you, you, but you don't understand the fact of, like, I mean, and just so we're It's going to go up to 1,000 a year. Just, this, this is the this was This was not set up, but... Like the discounts of the places that Adam has set up with between like right away tire discount. I mean, incredible. I mean, the shops. You could have saved me. I just had to buy new tires for my rear. Oh, could he? Because I had a bolt in the sidewall. Yeah, discount tire. We saved ten to fifteen percent. I need what are those fancy cart wheels at Pirelli's or or whatever they call them? Yeah. Yeah. They roll Pirelli's. Do you get? They still oh asymmetricos yeah. in the front and directionals in the front. Asymmetricos in the rear. I think on a 911. Anyway. But of course, I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, it wasn't on my. The, I didn't get the bolt in that tire. That oh, was on the my Turbo S. No, I got uh, it in the little Mercedes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So Germans. Well, yeah. So uh, <laughs> discounts all over the place, but uh, obviously events every weekend too. Every so weekend not, events. I know. Wait, do you do the insane. Redmond? Do you do the Redmond? meetup thing too ever that would be guys? that's our show that's you guys' yeah. thing yeah. that's you guys' yeah. yeah. we, you didn't, guys we didn't start it but we run the day to day yeah we run the day to day stuff with uh-huh. another gentleman named uh, Jason Boreal I'm the one friend. with the target on his forehead that did the criteria uh-huh. all my listeners can send hate mail now that's me that's not a joke yeah wow if you go into <laughs> Exotics at Redmond Town Center which by the way is our name thanks for knowing 
I know your name. <laughs> so I see all the signs, and I'm excited for it because it's happening this weekend. Well, the first well it doesn't rain. <laughs> that this be, this is coming out on Friday, and I want to be honest with you. Like I said, we will talk. We, and Dan and I will talk about this in the podcast. Yeah. This is our opening weekend, and last year we were delayed three weeks. <laughs> Who know? I mean, again, this last weekend we had was gorgeous. It's been great. Um, this weekend is just looking like nothing but rain, but oh, no. we're, we're working very hard to it, and, and that will be You're something. You're praying a lot? Yes. Please go away. Please go Well, on. I mean, those of us that are still Catholic are. What kind <laughs> of driving events does Avant uh, do? Drive. So we went to Woodby Island a couple weekends ago, nice. so up over Deception Pass. We nice. went to a, a shop over there that he builds custom cars, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, next drive, we're going out to the Olympic Peninsula, like Hood Sport area. Oh, I've never yeah. been there, but I hear it's really nice. It is. Well, it's it's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting place. We might do like a Walla Walla wine thing at some point. That's a haul. Yeah, you know, if you haul. take if you take though, but if you go down and maybe do there's the Columbia Gorge yeah. growing area. Yeah, yeah. That's a fun drive, yeah. and you could make the best out of that. We, we got to talk. We got to drive. There's a couple that. wineries. You, you need to go interested. to Dan's drives. Yeah. I mean, and and because I'm recently into this, and I haven't gone out yet yet to gone out Ooh, with, but yeah. Avance Off Road. Off Road yeah. too. If There's now an Avance Off Road section. We just have to change the wheels on that DSM, and then that thing is Group B car. <laughs> Bam! Just Group like B, that. You know, Dan <laughs> and I were down Group in, B, in G, Monterey G, G. this year, and there was the 959 rally car. <sighs> the Rothmans Porsche 959. Oh gosh. So yeah, just take the price. Priceless group hey, B car. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> if, if you want to bring your husband's car anytime, we'll take it off road. You'll for take you. it off yeah. road. Yeah. No, you can drive. I'm, I mean, <laughs> snow tires on it, find some gravel <laughs> roads, good cool. to go. <laughs> he just detailed the crap out of it. It is so perfect right now. Yeah, but the best thing about being at Drivers Club is you go next door to Metropolitan. We they can, just we can do this. They <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't even know. He'd be like, "Why are there little scratches down here?" They were there when you bought them. Yeah, they were the trees. There's that the Rally 911 over there. Yeah, there's a Rally 911. Yeah, on the that one's a that yeah. that I would drive that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, anything. In Most here of I would us drive. would. Yeah. What Thank else you me. got besides the uh, the track day? Uh, that's Saturday. Then the following Saturday is Autocross uh, Emerald Downs. So Ooh. That's, uh, that's the following weekend. I'll be back. If yeah. You're, well, it's at Emerald Downs. Bet. You can race a horse. It's fun. That's right. That's <laughs> right. On the rally, Chris. They don't drift no. as well as you think. Okay. But. No, no, not on the actual. I got a real dirt. drive. I think I could probably drift that. The no, SLC. No. The, the parking lot at Emerald Downs has probably had more miles on it than <laughs> the track does. It's got a lot of rubber on I it. I mean, BMW yeah. has been there with their their stuff. Avance has been there yeah. several times with their stuff. I mean, it's wait. That's a little rally cross setup you got there. Uh, autocross, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Slalom kind of stuff. Do you it's do the drifting fun. there too? Uh, we do Drift set them. up like a skid pad, so you can just if you want. You I think need I need to give that a try on the L- SLC. Actually, I think you could do it. It, it would, would be, be fun. just fine. It's a real world drive. It's yeah. got about 240 horsepower. It's yeah. not Adam, bad. I say this to you all the time, but you're welcome. There's another member. <laughs> yeah. I'm sold. $99. Like it's, it's, a, it's the deal of a lifetime. Yeah. We've been saying that way before Avon started sponsoring the show. It's like, why, if you're a car enthusiast and you're not part of Avon, I'm already sold. <laughs> I'm already like, whatever. I, I bought spent to, a, I that on a bottle of wine. I don't know if I told you this, but <laughs> I went in to get HIDs from HID Kit Pros in yeah. Redmond. And yeah. I pulled out my Avon's card. Yeah. And she's like, number six. <laughs> I, was like, oh. I was like, yep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she was cool, too. I was like, I was like uh, yeah, I just, and, and you have no idea how much she had to bother me to t- that's awesome. I apologize. But, yeah. um, Adam, thanks for coming in, as yeah, usual. As, as you know, uh, Vance is a sponsor of our program. But um, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah. We really appreciate You're it. You're so fun. This is yeah, awesome. Yeah, I had a great time. You guys are fun. you got to come back. I feel alive again. I want to go work on cars. 
Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> I, have, I have a 1959 Triumph that needs work, so anytime you want. <laughs> okay. That's a There's barely room for two people in a bottle of wine in that car, so yeah. yeah. That's a f- that's an awesome car. It is. It's my grandfather's. You can reach over the side wow, and touch really? the ground. Yeah. <sighs> I, 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 what I, color? I, it's British Racing Green. Oh. I mean, what other? Co- I mean, I mean, I just had to check. And, There's and, a, there was a chance. And to tie it back into our sponsor, it just had a brand new transmission, TR6 transmission, put in it through Authentic Motorcars here in Redmond, which because I did it there because they are a sponsor of Avant, or they are a sponsor with Avant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's great. But wow, um, uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks. Yeah, we'd like to have you back too. By the way, I really would. Like, yeah. I, I hope you come back and. Uh, we can kind of go down some different roads with uh, some of your knowledge of wine and cars and things like that. And by then, who knows how many miles will be on your husband's car? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> you guys need to come by. Come, yeah. We can get your car back. We'll work on it. I'm happy to share the shop space. It's awesome. Why I did it. So. That's awesome. We're happy to share Davis's lift. Yeah. Um, yeah. Primarily. Yeah, absolutely. Davis yeah. is like, bring the wine. Let's do this. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, bring the sure, Turbo S yeah, as sure well. He's like, nobody touch it. Just You can't even look at it. <laughs> Turn away. <laughs> All right. Stop thanks, looking Madeline. at me, Swan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.